everyone, and welcome to episode 184 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yes, hello. Uh, it is another week of the news being um, not the best. Yeah. Just not, there's not a lot of it. It's not that it's bad. It's just there's not a lot of it. I mean, nothing. Like, for me, nothing exciting. I assume one thing is exciting. Oh, it was very exciting. I woke up on the Sunday, Sunday yeah. and was like, hey... Shit's popping off on my cell phone. Everyone is messaging me. Which is weird. Like it's a weird day to announce a game. Uh no, because it was a 20th anniversary live stream in Japan. Oh, okay. Yeah. So was it so like it was, it was Saturday? I was gonna say, was it Sunday night or it, it would have been Saturday for them? Yeah, I think it was Saturday for them okay. or something. Um, so yeah, Kingdom Kingdom Hearts, but we'll talk we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided that we're not going to do the Star Wars um, top 10 today. So if you were really looking forward to that, that'll be next week. We're going to end with a Sonic 2 film spoiler cast. Mm-hmm. So if you're averse to the Sonic spoilers, you can look at the timestamps to not listen to that. You can, but like, I don't know if that movie is worth like getting stressed over and like getting spoiled. Well, but like I feel like a lot of it is the jokes, and if you know the jokes, you're not you're prepared. It's not as good. I guess I, I like I'm the worst person with this because like I do not care about spoilers at all. Oh yeah, I care a lot. Mm. So, uh, but I don't know. I also feel like sometimes like if you know a, a lot of jokes are coming and then they come there and they're they're not as funny then. So yeah, but then at the same time you like, but you're not the type that's like rewatch shows and stuff. No, yeah, like I'm not going to rewatch the Sonic 2 film. You don't think you'll ever watch it again? I mean, I can't say that definitively, sure, sure. but I'm not going to seek it out. Mm. See, I was thinking like I got to watch the first one again. <laughs> Cuz there's like uh, yeah, I watching know. that made me realize like I forgot a lot of forgot about a lot of that movie. So. Oh, I did not. It was all still very fresh for me. I remember most of Sonic 1. But we should probably have this conversation at the end of the podcast. We could, yeah. So um, this news is old, but also new. Vicarious Visions tweeted that they have officially merged with Blizzard. It was reported before they, they had said... Activision was like, yeah, they were absorbed into Blizzard, mm. um, but now they are like they tweeted it and it is official. And like, it seems like they're no longer Vicarious Visions. They are like Blizzard Albany now. And like it, it is confirmed that they will be basically not making any of their own games anymore and only supporting Blizzard. As was the fear. So <sighs> good for R.I.P. my boys. That's yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, like a, it's, they're going to use their expertise on Overwatch too. I'm, like, I'm not even trying to like shit on Blizzard, but when was the last good game they made? Overwatch, and that's I don't know. Like, Diablo was a mess. Uh, the 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 Warcraft three was it? Yeah, that was a complete disaster. That was a disaster. I mean, I think so. I don't, I don't, I don't know. World man. of Warcraft still like kicking, like doing well, or is that I don't. Uh, I think it's doing fine, but Final Fantasy fourteen seems to be more popular than it in recent months. So, but I mean, like that game's like seventeen years old. I mean, it's gonna, it's, it has to have dwindling. People have to be dwindling and falling off that, and they they can't be gaining new people. Uh, that I don't know that that's true. You you don't think that's true? No. 
it is like unlimited content basically so like i think if it like it it hits a point where it's like overwhelming how much content there is though uh yeah but i mean most people who are going into an mmo i want that but how many people are going into an mmo today a lot you think so yeah, MMOs are very popular. Okay. People are Final Fantasy fourteen had to stop being sold. It became so popular. Well, that's like a that, well, I guess that was a new. I guess I, I don't know. I'm just not the MMO person, so like I guess I'm just like very ignorant in this topic. I mean, Final Fantasy fourteen originally launched when I was in college, sure. so like, you know, it's a long time ago. It, yeah. Ten years. Yeah, it's, it, they're MMOs are old. Yeah, uh, you don't hear a lot about a, like a lot of new ones though. I guess um yeah because they usually fail immediately there was that new one that just came out a couple months ago that i already don't hear anyone talking about so wasn't there the amazon one there was new world uh people stopped talking about that very quickly but there was one that is like free to play that came out somewhat recently i can't remember what it is called uh but a lot of people were playing it at first and now i hear literally nothing about it so i assume that it's probably world of warcraft final fantasy and some people are probably still playing Elder Scrolls Online, right? Uh, yeah, Elder Scrolls Online gets expansions like every year. Year, so that is still yeah, that's still going. It seems like it's just like those three, and you really don't hear about anything else. No, and even then, it's really only World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, the Elder Scrolls Online has a wildly lower oh, population yeah, yeah. base. Uh, but I mean, they're still cranking out content, so I'm, I yeah, think that's are. profitable. And that, mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, that's all that really matters, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that sucks because Vicarious Visions is cool. Uh, now they're they're gone. I, I would be much more upset if like Activision Blizzard wasn't bought my, by Microsoft. So like, yeah, at least now I don't have to buy the games. <laughs> that's true. Cause like, cause like, honestly, I, if that's if this didn't happen, I don't know the next time I would buy an Activision Blizzard game. Yeah, but I mean, like, I also wouldn't have had a desire to play one, even if it was free, probably. So I don't know, like, if like the next Call of Duty, I probably download it or whatever through Game Pass. I was gonna say, like, the only one that I would play would probably be the new Diablo. Mm. So uh yeah like overwatch i probably won't check out overwatch no same i guess it is supposed to have single player content but at this point it seems like it's in the wildest development hell situation yeah I so know. Um, blizzard was- oh we didn't do we didn't put that in there that's about activision blizzard what where the governor of california was interfering with the lawsuit i did not hear about this oh yeah and like then to what the day that news came out they started publishing a bunch of overwatch 2 news about the new hero sojourn to try to like obfuscate that mm. so that's shitty and weird yeah and like yeah it just is it, the the lawyer on the case like quit because of like harassment and stuff or something it just yeah it doesn't seem great so I, yay I, who, who's <laughs> harassing them uh, I I don't remember. I think it was maybe it might have been people from the governor's office or something. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, I I just know that the governor was interfering with the case, and that was there were a lot of news articles about that. I wonder why. Uh, 
Okay. Yeah. California official resigns, alleges Gavin Newsom improperly interfered in the Activision lawsuit. Hmm. That is. Bloomberg published Wednesday alleges that Governor Newsom has improperly thrown his weight against the discrimination lawsuit, treating uh, targeting Activision Blizzard. Uh, the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing Chiefs Counsel Jeanette Whipper, an appointee of former Governor Jerry Brown, had been fired by Newsom just days after she had stepped down from the lawsuit against the major gaming publisher. Jesus Christ. Uh. And it was alleged that Newsom and his office began to interfere illicitly in the lawsuit. The office of the governor repeatedly demanded advance notice of litigation strategy and the next steps of the litigation. She added that the office's actions escalated as the case went on and mimicked the interests of the Activision's counsel. Oh, so like, <laughs> there's a high chance that like Activision Blizzard was like handing the california governor money right uh well you know possibly because like what other reason would he have to get involved in this i don't know i most of the time it's financial with with you know politicians so because like this just like i don't know if like i were a politician i would probably just want to stay as far away from this as i could because this has just been a trash fire for a couple years but Mm-hmm. They uh, the office Gavin Newsom's office claims that it is categorically false that these accusations oh, are okay. Of, yeah, of course. Who could have guessed that? Yeah, yeah. he's innocent. Oh, this one's from three hours ago. Anyways, oh. yeah. So that's that sucks. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. we'll talk about the Kingdom Hearts last because okay. I'll have I'll have things to say. Sure. Uh, Rogue Legacy two, the sequel to one of the earliest like indie roguelikes that i remember yeah it's i think it might be one of the first that really kind of kicked off this whole like indie roguelike just i don't trend like yeah it's just like any more indies are either just like art artistic like you know i don't want to call them walking sims but they're like artistic walking sims basically Mm -hmm. roguelites and then metroidvanias and that's that's like it pretty much i would say like 80 percent are those three yeah and rogue legacy was one of the first yes. ones that i remember really being very popular um but the second one uh has been in development for like three years i believe maybe five i, I can't recall it came into early access within the past two years though and it finally leaves early access to be the version 1.0 on april 28th uh, which is basically just like Rogue Legacy, but with more features, and it's like has like 3D sprites instead of uh, pixel art stuff. So uh, it is very similar in terms of like you get a character at the beginning, and they will have certain stats and or afflictions based on their lineage, and um, that that's it. You kill the things in the the game. You get money. You can get permanent upgrades. That's it. Did you play Rogue Legacy? Yes. Does does it feel good? Uh, I like it. I I just want like I, I'm always so disappointed because I'm like, oh man, I love this combat, but I just don't want to play roguelike. So, uh, I I I don't think that the combat in Rogue Legacy is particularly fantastic, oh, okay. but it's fine. It's, um, I liked it enough. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's all I got about that. And then no more heroes three. 
which is currently a Switch exclusive, is going to come to PS4, PS5, Xbox Series, and One. No, I think it'll and also Xbox. PC. Uh, it's it's said both on the case. Well, because like, I mean, like the the series can just be like, I think it's Xbox One and Xbox Series. That's what I'm yes. saying. Yes. Yeah. Um, and also PC. So that is cool. I, it's like the end of August, the 25th or something, I think. Yeah, I just saw later this year. Which... Because uh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, you played that. You didn't finish it. It seemed like- No, but it's, it's a good game. But the open world is like very rough. And the graphics in some portions get like really bad but in combat where it truly matters it does look pretty good and goes at 60 frames a second but it's just one of those things where it's like oh if this was not on the switch it would probably be better i guess it really depends if grasshopper is porting it themselves which it uh, i can't really tell from the oh exceed is doing it so it'll probably be okay um I mean, I have to imagine more power will just help solve some of the problems. Yeah, I like. I think a lot of the problems with that game could be brute forced by just more powerful hardware. To be honest, but it's also like Suda's games are never particularly like super well running and stuff like that. So it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It um, it will be cool. I the more people that can experience that game, I think the better because like it is a a very niche thing. So like. The, the, especially on PS4 and PS5, it will sell more copies than it ever would have sold on Switch. So, like, that's cool for people. I, I bet it sells pretty well on PC. Oh, yeah, definitely. I I also don't know if uh, 1 and 2 are even on PC because they, like, originally 1 and 2 were for the Wii, and then 2, I think, only re-released for the Switch, but it was, like, still not a very good port of it, and 1... They re-released for the Switch recently as well, but it was like a bad port of the PS3 port. It, it, they, it, it's got a bad history of being ported. So like. apparently, it got ported to Windows uh, June of last year. The first. Okay, so that was when it came to the Switch as well. Those are not great ports. So like, you know, I don't fucking know. And apparently, No More Heroes Two was PS3 and Xbox. Or no, that's No More Heroes, Heroes Paradise, which is... Yes, that was the re-release. Oh, that's the re-release, okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, I don't know, That that's cool for weirdos who want like me, who would want to play that game. Um, I don't really have much more to say about that, I just think it's neat that, you know, when games get a larger audience... They really made it seem like that was like a partially funded by Nintendo, like Switch exclusive thing, but that does not seem to be the case if this is happening, so... That's that's cool, I guess. Um, and then finally, it's the 20th anniversary of Kingdom Hearts. They uh, they announced two mobile games. We will not talk about those, but they did then at the end show Kingdom Hearts four. And I was not ready for this. I was not ready at all. Uh, as some may remember, when I beat Kingdom Hearts three and got the secret ending, I was very excited because it seemed like Sora and Riku were sent to the real world and or the version of Tokyo from the world ends with you. It turns out it is not Tokyo from the world ends with you. It is closer to just real Tokyo and it is a place called Quadratum. 
I know you guys are all excited about this. <laughs> uh, but anyways, Sora basically just looks real. Like he is, a, he has a much less cartoony vibe going on, and it is more a real life aesthetic. I mean, he still has pretty fucking Tetsuya Nomura up anime clothes, but it is much more like a realistic looking vibe and it is definitely running on unreal five. Holy shit. Um, but it, a lot of it is like Sora waking up in an apartment in Tokyo. And, uh, then he goes and he fights a heartless. There is one of the prominent characters from the mobile game, Strelitzia, who is there and talking to him. Um, and it just like, to me, it looks very good. And one of the things that most people notice, cause there's a lot of memes about it is he no longer has clown shoes huge clown shoes he just has like regular size shoes right uh which is fucking crazy um but the way it is portrayed is like sora believes that quadratum is like an alien world compared to where he comes from and the people of quadratum believe that the world he comes from is the alien world so like it is unclear which one is like the true real world or whatever it also is like implied that it is purgatory and that him and riku are like dead uh, because he would have given up his life to save Kyrie, anyways. No one played Kingdom Hearts three, so that doesn't really matter for the context of this podcast. But I think it looks very good. Um, Do those of you who may remember Kingdom Hearts two? There was a thing called reaction commands, where in battle you would push triangle at the right time, and it would like do a weird sick cutscene where it took away all control from you, and you didn't really play the game much anymore. Uh, they removed that from Kingdom Hearts three, which I liked a lot because it just gives you more control, even though the cutscenes were kind of cool. They decided that it would be good to put that back in this one. Reaction commands return in a big way. So if you liked having fun combat where you push triangle and were completely taken out of it, this one will be for you again. Did they show... I didn't watch the trailer. Uh, did they show any of like the Disney stuff? Um, at the end, so... Donald and Goofy are still in original Kingdom Hearts land and they are looking for Sora and the first place they go to look is hell. Oh, like from Hercules uh, hell? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So they go visit Hades uh, and um, that's really it. Okay. That they show. They're like, where's Sora? And I, you know, when my friends are gone and perhaps dead, the first place I look is hell. Well, in, in the Greek world, hell is all of, like, everybody goes there. It's just different levels. So. I know. I'm just saying. I would not look in hell for you if you had died. Uh, so I don't think you would really go looking for me. Well, yeah, I would know better. Mm -hmm. But I, we don't live in Kingdom Hearts world. It's, so I'll say you're not a duck. I am not a duck. Mm -hmm. But what I hope is that when Donald and Goofy travel to Quadratum, they are just literally a regular duck and a regular dog. <laughs> That's what I want. Now, are they still um, wearing clothes, though, and it just like, like looks weird yes. on them? Yeah, 100%. That's what I crave. Okay. Um, but yeah, this game looks really good. It will come out in 2020 never. Uh, actually, I, I bet it will come out in 2024. But it's really funny because... They show gameplay, quote unquote. There's no way in hell it is gameplay. Like it is for sure just pre-rendered footage that they threw the UI onto to make you think it was gameplay. Like there's no way in hell it is actual gameplay. So 
I think that's really funny that they would do that. But um, it does look really cool, though. And I the only thing that I'm kind of upset about is Nomura like really harped on the fact that Kingdom Hearts three was the end of Sora's storyline. Um, and now this is starts the Nameless Master storyline, but Sora's still the main character. So, like, I was hoping that we would be able to get, like, a, you know, a reboot. The, uh, not a reboot, but, like, a different main character for at least the foreseeable future. But you're still Sora, which I guess is fine because people know who Sora is. Um, I think, like, I assume Sora is so synonymous with Kingdom Hearts. Like I, I bet it's hard to strip that away, and <clears throat> yeah, but this game also is Final Fantasy versus thirteen, and that is very obvious from this trailer. So, I Nomura like brought his giant Trojan horse up that says Kingdom Hearts four on it, and he knocked on the Square Enix doors, and they said Kingdom Hearts four, let it inside. And then as soon as he got inside, he released the Final Fantasy Versus 13 that was inside and it was too late for them to say no. Maybe they still so, don't know. That's impossible not to know, especially after the Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC where they recreate the Versus 13 trailer shot for shot. So. God, Nomura is sick. I can't believe he was allowed to get away with this. I can't wait to play this fucking game. Now they didn't like give a date or anything, right? No, but it will. So what I think is really funny is that NVIDIA leak, 100% true so far. Like, the two games that I saw on there that I was like, no, were Kingdom Hearts 4 and a remake of Final Fantasy IX. Literally the only Square Enix game that is not real on that list right now is now the Final Fantasy IX remake. So everybody get ready for a Final Fantasy IX remake. Which, I mean, they could be working on it, and then it just never comes out. That too, but I it will come out. I I just like I, literally every game that has been on that list has actually been announced. Do you think it'll be a remake or just like a remaster? It will be a remake, but on a way 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 smaller budget than Seven. Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, because because what was it eight? They just did that. Yeah, eight. They did that weird remaster. Right, right. So I was wondering if it'd be more in line with that. No, it would definitely be a remake. Mm. Um. And like even the Chrono Cross remaster was on that list too. So it's just one of those things. And like when the, one of the first things that got leaked by that was uh, the riot game, um, the nameless King. And they even had a release date for it. And it was like that release date was just dropped in the middle of a week one time Mm -hmm. and was correct. And it was just like, Oh, I wonder if this has any validity and literally every announcement that has happened since then was on there. So like, Yeah. Very interesting. Like, I would not have expected Kingdom Hearts 4 to be announced this soon. I would have expected them to release, like, a bunch of the dumb mobile games like they are, but also some weird spinoffs and stuff. Yeah, because I think we talked about this, like, maybe a month ago, and you said there's no way the next one will be 4. It'll be... Yeah, like, I would never have expected that. And so the fact that that is what happened, that leak is just, like, the most reliable leak ever conceived now. So. It's interesting that they went like what was it almost 10 years between two and three and then had like all these like spin-off things and now they're just going from basically three to four without any of the smaller spin-offs yeah just these weird mobile games that right. are very important to the plot so which that's just bizarre to me to do that but it's just you know what hey. the fan if the fans are in it who cares right yeah i'm in 
I've never been more in than at this moment. So. I mean, like, uh, um, I know, like, with Assassin's Creed and stuff, they've done like comic books that are important to the plot and stuff, or like, yeah, uh, which I just find that stuff very odd. But you know what? You guys do you. You know, who mm-hmm. cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah, that's all the news. Mm-hmm. Um, God, that Kingdom Hearts Four trailer was wild. My brain was exploding the whole time. Well, you wake up and you're not fully awake, I assume. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, people are like talking about Kingdom Hearts. And I'm like, oh, my God, did they announce a new thing? And I, the, the trailer was seven minutes and it starts and it's like a bunch of things from Kingdom Hearts Union Cross, one of the mobile games. And I'm like, oh, bro. And then I fast forwarded and it was another mobile game. And I was like, oh, man, this sucks. And then I fast forwarded to the end and I saw things that looked like a console game. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. And then I rolled back and was like, holy fuck, it's it. It's real. Kingdom Hearts 4. It's fucking bananas. And now, now that it comes out that the narrator of the trailer was Sigurd, and no one other than me has any idea what the fuck that means, everyone's like, "Who the fuck is Sigurd?" <laughs> and uh, you know, that's a good question. But we we can't get into that here. So, woof. Yeah, I don't know who Sigurd is. I know no one does, Matt. <laughs> no one knows who Streletsi is, and she's one of the main characters in that fucking thing. So actually. Sigurd is a legendary hero of Germanic hero legends. Okay, well, not that one. This, this is the Kingdom Hearts Sigurd. You're right, right. And he doesn't have a face that has been seen yet. Oh. So. Is that common? In mm, Kingdom Hearts, yeah. I was going to say, that sounds like something that'd be very common. Yeah. yeah, usually their faces are, like, obscured a lot of the time. Can't know who they are. It's, secret, it's secretly Mickey. You just don't know. It, it could be. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. No idea. Uh, and yeah, that'll do it for the news. Not a lot of stuff, but I mean, Kingdom Hearts 4 is pretty, that's huge. Pretty wild. That really yeah. is big news. Uh, and it yeah. kind of dropped. I, w- I want to say it dropped out of nowhere, but I guess there was that like 20 year event type of thing. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. For me, I was just like, this is seems like a weird Sunday morning thing to wake up to. But. Uh, definitely. I, well, I did not expect them to announce anything large other than a bunch of merch and stuff. Mm. So, pretty crazy. So, uh, oh, and I did find out that the plot of the Kingdom Hearts yeah. Rhythm game is really important. Oh yeah, that as did well. come out. Yeah, apparently it takes place between three and four. <laughs> oh, good. Did you finish that? I never played it. I have it. I got it on Amazon because it was like five bucks for a physical copy. So I have it. Are you gonna play it now? Oh yeah. Okay. I got another plot. Sure. You know? So fucking stupid. <laughs> you know, I, I feel bad for Kingdom Hearts fans. Uh me too. But they they kinda did it to themselves, so at a certain point, yes. If you stayed on the ride, mm-hmm. you deserve what happens. That's fair, yes. Mm-hmm. Which uh speaking of stupid convoluted plots. Mm-hmm. I've been playing Resident Evil 4. Nice. Mm-hmm. I decided to stop being a baby and try the game again. Mm-hmm. It still does not feel good to play. I, mm. It just like because it's got like the tanky controls and then you have to like stop and like aiming, which like to be fair. This game completely changed video games, at least with like, the third person shooter, like the the close behind your back. 
Mm-hmm. So like I, I I understand that, but like modern day it is tough to go back to in that sense. But if you just like mm-hmm. stop being a baby about it and accept the fact that this is how the game was made, and it, it's definitely balanced towards this as well. Mm-hmm. Like everything in theory should be doable. Uh so but I so I am making my way through Resident Evil 4 and I am having a good time with it. Okay. What it is. Um I'm I'm hopeful. I'm feeling good about this. I'm enjoying it. As much as I was five up until the very end. So I'm mm. just hoping four does not have some really annoying boss, final boss battle, which I'm sure it will because Resident Evil. Yeah. Uh, but the plot itself is pretty silly and stupid. Yeah. It's really dumb to Ashley, mm-hmm. you know? Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> you just, <laughs> that seems a tad bit annoying where you're just like oh she's useless and i know like this is just well known but like she is completely useless and doesn't oh yeah she is she does not help no not at all and is very helpless as well yes sometimes and then if you leave her somewhere then she gets captured and then you have to redo everything and just Mm -hmm. it's great but i will say with the difficulty settings um it's all like adaptable it just kind of looks at the way you're playing and then just kind of like adapts that way, which I find mm. very interesting that the, mm-hmm. which for me, I'm just kind of, cause like I couldn't choose a difficulty. I, my plan was to kind of go back and just put it on easy mm. figuring like I'm not loving the gameplay, but if I can just kind of get through the story, it'll be fine, but I couldn't do that. So uh, I'm just kind of playing through it on normal. I'm, I'm in the middle of chapter four, which I believe there's five or six chapters. So I'm getting towards the end. Mm. What I've been doing is because like the game's kind of split into chapters and sub chapters. Each sub chapters is about a half hour to an hour and a half, somewhere around there. So I sit down and play like one sub chapter, like in a play session. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, I am definitely enjoying my time with it and I, I will finish this game if it, because I don't, I don't think it's going to get like much harder than it is. No, it is so. Uh, at this point, I, I got past the being a baby and just accepted the fact that the shooting just is not quite there yet. Which, as I said, like it was the first of its kind. We probably wouldn't have Gears of War and Uncharted and The Last of Us if this game didn't come out. So mm-hmm. I can definitely appreciate it for what it is. So. But at the same time. A remake of four with like Resident Evil 2's remake, like game mechanics. Oh, that would be an incredible game. I would play that one. Yeah, that would be an incredible game. Mm-hmm. I think you should play two. I people say that to me. Mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. I I it's a really it's a well made game. I, I know. No, I don't. I don't. It's too late. Disagree. You will never play it. But I'm saying uh-huh. I think you should you you would enjoy it. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I'll move on and say Mighty Goose. I've been playing a little bit of that, which you were curious what that is. Yeah, what the fuck is that? It's like a 2D platformer, uh, but it's a 2D like shoot 'em up, like Contra or Metal Metal Slug. Okay. Oh wow, this is not what I envisioned at all. Uh, so you're a goose and you just kind of like run from left to right, sh- basically just shooting things down. Yeah, but he has giant robot arms. Yes, yes. He's in, and he's in a mech suit. It's into a mech suit, and then, yes, you, sh- you shoot things. Um, it's all right. It's fine. I, okay. I, I don't I don't really have a lot to say. It seems pretty short. It seems like it's a like a three-hour game. I'm 
probably a couple hours in. Uh, I I can only play a little bit, and I can kind of get bored with it. Uh, I'm not the big. I never really played Contra as a kid, but I don't think I would have loved it back then. It's not particularly difficult, so I mean, I'll, I'll get through it just because, like, why not? I guess it's on Game Pass. So. Okay. Uh, and then, last but not least, uh, Prince of Persia: The Forgotten Sands. Gross. I uh, don't say that. <laughs> this is the remake of uh well not remake like reimagining i guess is more the correct word of the sands of time is it is this the one that is like came out after the yeah, last this... one the ps3 one the ps3 reboot yes this is the 2010 it came out in 2010 yeah isn't this just the sands of time I... but like not i don't know maybe i i never played the sands of time so okay uh with that being said, okay, it's it it seems like the the storyline is between the Sands of Time and the Warrior Within. Oh God, okay. Uh, th- truth be told, it's kind of boring. What? Yeah, I get- it's the, who could have guessed after they stopped making Prince of Persia games altogether after this one. It's fine. Like it's not terrible. I just like. You go into a room, it's just like a very, very simple puzzle platformer where you just kind of climb around and then you leave the room and then you go into another room and then you just climb around uh, like in a very basic puzzle platformer. And then you go into another room and then you climb around in a puzzle platformer. And then the next room, maybe there's some combat. And then you go back to puzzle platforming for a little while. I have a question. Yeah. Is every enemy a skeleton? Yes. Okay. Because that's what these screenshots look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like your brother, like, unreleased, uh, like, yeah, yeah. Released, yeah, like, yeah. A, an army because he was, they were getting invaded, but, like, it was a dead army, and now you're having to, like, kill them. I don't, it's, I don't know. It's a stupid story, and, like, the gameplay's kind of boring. Oh, listen, I just like I still to this day do not understand what Ubisoft was doing with Prince of Persia then, because like you reboot it completely Mm -hmm. and you have like a somewhat interesting gameplay mechanic and like it looks interesting. And then after that one, you're just like, well, what if we just undid that and made it the old Prince of Persia? But between two of the other game, like it just I still don't get it. I will say this. Uh, comparing this to the 2008 Prince of Persia, yeah, uh, the combat's way better in this. Uh, I mean, yes, but I think this is like the previous Prince of Persia games in terms of the combat. So, uh, sure, I, 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 I'm just saying, like this, I'm enjoying this combat more. The I okay. did not like the combat in 2008, but 2008 it was more like it was just more enjoyable to like explore that world because it was just. I, it was all like an interconnected world and you could kind of like go anywhere and explore any, like just kind of explore. Yeah. It's just very linear where you're just going from room to room and it's just boring. Yeah. So like, I know like glowing endorsements of the games I'm playing this week. It sounds really good. Uh, you're very excited. Yeah. Where I'm playing like two games where I'm like, I can only play this for about a half hour. <laughs> like I'm good. I'm not hating it. I would say both are like, three out of five experiences uh which looking this got 75s and like 
Mighty Goose also 75. So it's not just me. It seems like across the board, people are just like, nah, it's okay. Um, where I am really into Resident Evil 4. I, yeah. I wish the gameplay was a little better, but like it is also like a 20-year-old game at this point or eight mm-hmm. years old or whatever. So I, I'm not holding that against it. I'm enjoying, enjoying it th- despite that or in spite of that. But yeah, uh, I will get through these three games. Um, Prince of Persia might take me a while just because, like, as I said, like I played it twice this week for a half hour and that's all in <laughs> me. It's just really boring. Yeah. Okay. But why don't you well, talk about the, the two games you're playing, Manny? Uh, I beat Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Um, it took me 10 hours to beat, and it's good. I, did, like, I don't know what else to say about Kirby. It continued to be the same kind of game all the way through. Uh, you're just collecting upgrades for Kirby's power-ups and stuff. Uh, and then there was the ending... So if you want to play Kirby in the Forgotten Land without knowing what happens in the end, you can just skip right to the next timestamp because the ending of this game is fucking insane. Uh, Every Kirby game does this, I feel like, where it's like, oh, it's cutesy fun time. And then at the end, they're like, it gets dark real quick. So as you know, you are rescuing the Waddle Dees as you go through the game to rebuild Waddle Dee Town, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It turns out that they're your the people you're fighting are like the beast clan or the beast tribe. And this is the post-apocalyptic world you got sucked into is post-apocalyptic because this alien tore a hole in space time and came to their world and tried to devour it. Uh, and they were able to contain it. Um, but the only way to like continue to have it like hibernate and rebuild their world was to open a portal to Kirby's world and steal all the Waddle Dees to use as slaves. Uh, And so then you are like fighting this weird lion man who looks like the Digimon Leomon uh, because he's like trying to, you know, use the power of this all evil thing and then you beat him and then you find out that your little fun companion friend is the other half of the evil world eater thing and then they fuse together and start trying to kill you and devour the world uh and then you beat that and the whole world is crumbling. And then what should show up? An 18-wheeler. And what does Kirby do with that 18-wheeler? He wear, he gets on it like a skin suit. And then you are going through this insane segment where you are, like, boosting with this huge 18-wheeler. And then the bad guy thing opens up a portal to Kirby's homeworld planet pop star and it is trying to suck planet pop star into this world so that they collide and it destroys everything so what happens is you like launch the truck into the sky and then you have a weird dragon ball z like power struggle while you are an 18 wheeler what and what? Y- yeah and, and then you like uh, you fight it and you beat it and then uh, you save the world. Uh, 
was this did you see any of this coming or no i i only saw that people said that kirby does like a father-son kamehameha like from dragon ball z and he did it's in a way you don't expect and they're right i didn't expect it to be when he was an 18 wheeler (laughs) so that's insane Uh uh and then like so so now i have beaten it right and kirby's like friends with the beast tribe and apparently the Lion King guy that you beat got like trapped in some alternate dimension and you have to collect shards of his soul to awaken him. Okay. And I was like going to do it because I was like, I think that the true ending of this game is probably even more insane and I would like to see it, but it is done in a way that I don't like. And so it's like there, I started the first level and it's like, Oh, there's 50 shards of this soul. And the way it's done is like you are playing through every level of a world, but stitched together so that it's all one thing. And so like I beat that first level and I got 45 out of 50 soul pieces. And now it wants me to go back in and replay the whole fucking level to find these other five pieces. And like, I don't want to keep having to replay this weirdly long level. So maybe I'll look that up and there's something I'm missing or whatever, but it was just like, I'm not playing this again. And like, since it's going to be eight worlds like that and they get progressively more difficult as you go. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll just have to look up what the ending is if that's the case. But like, yeah, I guess then you like put his soul back in his body and fight him again. And then something else happens. I don't know. Anyways, Kirby, the ending of that game was insane. I was not ready for any of that shit. Yeah, that seems wild. When the 18 wheeler dropped, I was like, excuse me, (laughs) where did this come from? And why is it here? Uh, yeah, and then he wears it as a, you know, then you mouthful mode the 18-wheeler and it shit pops off. Jesus. There was actually English voice acting at one point where, like, the this research facility was talking about, like, the like telling you the history of how this world was destroyed. And this thing was like a world eater. And I thought that the plot was going to be like the final boss was like a different type of Kirby. Okay. And like, you are like an alien, but that was not it. I think that would have been cooler, but you know, but yeah, every Kirby game, like I feel like at the end gets like weirdly dark like that, especially in like recent times, other than like Epic Yarn, they all have some like weird thing where you're like your little friend betrays you and is like truly like the devil or something. Uh, So I don't know what the fuck is going on there, but that yeah, 18 wheeler Kirby flying into space to clash with his home planet. I didn't fucking, I don't know, man. So that that was fun, and there's like a bunch of fun mini games and stuff. And I I think there are two more uh, like upgrades I can get that are like secret upgrades. I believe you can get DDD's hammer as an upgrade for the hammer, and uh, there's another sword upgrade. So everything has three upgrades except for the hammer and the sword, which have four. But like, um, you'd get the hammer for what? Uh, well, there are like challenges in the arena that are a lot harder and the final boss and the true final boss and stuff. Okay. So there would be a, cause re- there's a different boss. There would be a reason to do it. Okay. Yeah. I just don't, I know that those two things exist. I don't know how you get them sure. or whatever. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there is a lot more Kirby I could play if I wanted to. It's just the way those soul things were like to be collected. I was like, I don't know about this. Like 50 for one stage that takes me like 15 minutes to get through does not seem like, I don't know. There's just something about that seems like so weird. I feel like there has to be a way for me to like get the rest of them and then quit the level without losing them. But I I don't know. Yeah, 
I, I get that, like just kind of collecting it once and then just being done or whatever. Well, yeah, because the ones I missed are at the beginning. Sure. So it's just one of those things where it's like, that doesn't make sense. But I, I don't know. Maybe you don't even need them all because it's like filling up this bar. I, I'll have to do research on it or whatever. But I assume to get 100%, you do need them all. So I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's that. I'll decide if I'm going to get the true ending or not. But either way, I had fun with it as it stands, seeing the first ending. So. Awesome. It was good. It was fun. Um, and then, as I said, I bought the Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. I have only played for like an hour, but it looks too good. It's graphically, like it freaks me out. I don't know how to put this any other way. It's like the Uncanny Valley, like the way the light bounces off the minifigs and shit. Like it, something about this game is like freaky to me. It looks way too good. Um, it also is so insanely overwhelming right off the bat, which I told you this the other day, but like there are 380 playable characters that you unlock. That's so many. And, um, there's like collectibles everywhere. So like there's before you would have to collect the golden bricks or whatever. And this one, they're called Kyber bricks, like Kyber crystals for lightsabers. But I picked one up and it said, wow, that's one out of 1100. And I was like, oh, my fucking God, that is so, so many bricks to collect. Uh, and it it is weird because I, I have started I started on episode one and I was going to go in order uh, people say that episode one, two, and three are like marginally worse quality than all the other ones, which I think is kind of weird. But I mean, I guess that properly represents the weird development problems this game had for a long time. Um, yeah, and I don't I don't know how I feel about the way it is structured yet, because the way it is, is it makes me feel very overwhelmed all the time. So in past Lego Star Wars games, like I'm using the first one ever from like the early 2000s as an example here basically you would get put in the uh like diner area where obi-wan meets that weird alien in the beginning of episode two the clone wars and like all the other characters that you had unlocked would be walking around there and then you would be able to dick around there in like a kind of weird small open world and then go into stages this one is like you start and you're a spaceship and you go to the trade federation ship where they get ambushed in the beginning and then go down to Naboo and meet Jar Jar or whatever. But like you use the ship to get there and then you're on the ship and then you leave there and you use the ship again to go down to Naboo. And then you're just in this like huge, weird open world area that has like a ton of puzzles and like all this shit. But the game is directing you to go to this one specific spot so that you can just advance the story and then you leave that part. And so it just feels like I'm going from huge hub area to huge hub area with like no real rhyme or reason to why that is happening. Um, and that's weird because it's like, oh, there's all this stuff you can do. I guess come back later in free play mode. And I, that seems bizarre to me, but I don't, I don't really know. It was all overwhelming. Um, but the combat feels good. And I have seen some people say that the focus on making the combat good kind of made all the levels a lot more lame because it's just one of those things where a lot of the levels, uh, don't really have as many like weird puzzles and like things like that and it's more just like hey run in a straight line fight some dudes and then it's over whereas the puzzles are more relegated to the large open world areas every so often which isn't necessarily a bad thing it just 
makes the true levels more boring, I guess. Mm. Um, and in my head, I was thinking, how the hell could they ever reach 380 characters? But I also have had four versions of Qui-Gon. So, ah, so. But they also do get really obscure. So there are characters in there that I was like, really? This is a playable character? Like Babu Frick. You didn't even see those movies. So you know oh, I have no idea who that is. Hey, hey. Oh, Babu Frick. What a god. The only good part of Star Wars Episode Nine. Talking about this remind I don't I don't want to call it a controversy. I don't know what to call this. But did you mm-hmm. see the little blow up on Twitter with this game? Mm, oh yes, I did, where they took away Leia's Leia. slave cleavage. Yes, which I think the original guy, it was a joke. But then there were other people hopping in and be like, this is censorship. <laughs> uh, so so there is a reason for this. Um, and I, I, I read a lot about this. Okay. When Star Wars got bought by Disney, they changed the way that all this stuff looked. And I think it was also some internal Lego policy as well. Like none of the Lego minifigs have like bikinis anymore or anything. They all have like one piece bathing suits with like no cleavage. Interesting. Um, So I don't know if that that was like an internal Lego thing, but the Leia thing uh, when Disney bought them, they got rid of anything that had that version of Leia. Oh, really? So, like, they don't really sell that kind of stuff anymore. So, like, the fact that that's even in the game is I kind of questionable, I guess. Mm. So, it makes sense that it wouldn't have the cleavage, too, through LEGO standards. But, mm. uh, yeah, it was just really weird. Like, they were using other minifigs as an example. And we're like, yeah, this is from 2002. And, like, this one is from this year. Right. And it's just, like, very different and, like, more um, conservative, I guess, in terms of, like, showing skin, quote, unquote. But it's a fucking LEGO minifig, so who gives a shit anyways? Uh, yeah, but people get really mad about that kind of stuff. How will they jerk off to Lego Star Wars now? Mm-hmm. But when I said that to Nigel, my friend who sent me that tweet, uh, there is a shirtless stormtrooper who is very buff, so you can still jerk off to him if you're into that. Sweet. Yeah, just no cleavage on uh, Leia when she is Jabba's slave. We, you know, that is that's sexism to show to have a man but not the woman. So, you know. I hear you, but this is this. You got to work with what you got. If you want to jack off to Lego Star Wars, this is all you have now. I'll just go to the old stuff. That's true. All right. I still have the old stuff. They, they didn't censor that yet. And the most upsetting thing about that is that someone has done that before. Someone has uh, pleasured themselves to Lego Princess Leia. So oh, you're probably right. You're probably I'm probably right. I'm definitely right. That's just sad. It's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. That's just so. sad. Yeah. Well, hopefully, that's what happens. Hopefully they're not a fan of this podcast because well, they're definitely not. I'm going to tell you that anymore. That we now that we have publicly shamed them. Uh yeah, so like that that I thought was really funny. Yeah, yeah I was, I, I was I'm fucking insane. It, it was just like it was probably the most amusing thing that cuz as I said, I think the original one was a joke. I'm hoping. Um, it could be. I don't really know. Yeah. The only reason why I think it was a joke is at the end he put like the one that like and then like oh out of however many that it was going to be in the thread. Yes. And and then, and then he did not continue it. Yes. And it was a question mark. It, I I mm-hmm. think it was like a self aware joke, and then it just like blew up in this like very stupid way, mm-hmm. the way Twitter does. 
yeah. Which Twitter boy. bought by, uh, well, not bought, but now has a new majority holder. So that's cool. It does, but Heels has offered to buy Twitter now. It, you know, it needs it needs better freedom of speech, you know. It does, but also he did something kind of illegal. Anyways, we don't need to talk about Elon Musk buying Twitter, possibly. Uh, yeah, it really has nothing to do with video games. It does not, thankfully. I typically try to avoid Twitter as much as I can. Oh, you know what? There was another news thing that I forgot to put on there that was kind of a big deal. Sony and Lego uh, invested a billion dollars in Epic to make uh, a metaverse thing. Oh, yeah, I did see something about that. Yeah, so that's kind of a big deal. But, you know, maybe if anything ever comes of that, we can actually talk about it. Yeah, like, we'll see. It's a lot of money, and Legos are cool, so... It's the first time I haven't said metaverse and hated it. Now, metaverse, this is not going to be like part of like Facebook, right? No, it would be their own thing. That's why there is no unified metaverse and the the whole term is dumb as fuck. Yeah, that's why I'm like so confused because like now meta, it's like, is this Facebook or just like meta, like everything else? Like because like PlayStation could absolutely have their own metaverse. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Yeah, it, but like, it's dumb. Or would that be like PlayStation Home, but like actual PlayStation characters? like that? But with Legos. Like Lego, like I could run around as Lego Nathan Drake. Is this what you're telling me? Possibly. I'd do that. Yeah. Oh, also Coachella, the music festival is in Fortnite. I did not hear about that. And at this point, I think it's more special if things are not coming to Fortnite. So I am here to announce to you all that I am not going to be in Fortnite. Yeah. So, no, I won't be. I don't know. They can't I'll, make me. You know what? If we blow up in a way, I'll sell out. I'll sell out. <laughs> You'll sell out? Okay, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> I, will, I will keep that in mind, that you will sell out and go into Fortnite. Uh, it's, it'd be stupid not to. I mean, I guess that is probably true. Gotta capitalize while you can. I mean, how hilarious would it be that there's a, a Manny Fortnite skin that kids are playing? Like, that would be really funny, though. I guess that would be really funny, right? <laughs> so you're back in? Yeah, I'm back in now. And only because now, see, now I'm just so off track. Did Donkey's new, one of his new videos is about Fortnite. Uh, okay. uh, and it is really funny um, because he, like, is just pointing out all the characters in it as annoyingly as possible. Where he's just like, oh, that's a Borderlands or like that's a whatever. Um, And then he goes into the Among Us mode and it is exactly how I imagine every 13 year old plays Among Us and where they're all just saying Among Us (laughs) for like 15 minutes. But then Dunky pisses them all off by saying, like, I think it was evil Spider-Man. And there's both Venom and Carnage there. And they're like, that's not what it's called. It's Venom. It's so funny to me. I don't know, man. Okay. So you're saying it's, check out the... It, yeah, you should check that out. I like that video. I I very rarely watch Donkey's videos anymore. Uh, but that one... When he's fucking with children, sure. I, I love it. Okay. Yeah. But the, the amount of time where everyone in that room is just saying, Among Us, Among Us, Among Us. I was like, oh my god. This is my nightmare. Yeah, you hate that game. I do, but I hate the way people talk about it even more. So, see, I just don't interact with people that talk about it. So, I try my best. Sometimes you just see it in memes and stuff, and I'm like, ah, oh, you got me. You can mute words, but you cannot mute images. <laughs> it's a problem. That's true. Yeah. Because I have Among Us muted, 
and Amogus. <laughs> so I can't see if they type that, but if it's just a meme, oh, rough. It's getting through. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's all we've been playing. I don't know. That's that's it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, so, I mean, we're I think we're both kind of in a little bit of a lull, not really getting too deep into games right now. Just kind of, you know, enjoying life and doing other things for the most part. So. I mean, as I said, I got out of work early today and I was planning on playing Lego Star Wars for four hours, but then I took a four hour nap. So sure. it happens sometimes. But like now you feel great and you're going to be able to play tonight. So. I know exactly. So that's very exciting. Uh, but what is also exciting is we are going to transition into our final part mm-hmm. where last night you and me went to the movies and we saw Sonic 2, the hit film. Uh, overall, I would say I enjoyed the film. I would too. I don't know <clears throat> if I like it more or less than the first one. See, I need to watch the first one again because like, I think it's been far enough away that like a lot of the cringier jokes, like I just have forgotten about mm, mm-hmm, where this one, like a lot of them, I'm just like, Oh, that's, that's not, oh, that's not a good joke. But there are a few that did make me laugh, but like, I mean, Jim, so, Jim Carrey so, doing the floss and like a floss joke in the year 2022 is just like, this joke is five years too old. The one that made my eyes roll into the back of my head and I thought I was going to die was about five minutes into the movie. Okay. When Eggman is interacting with Knuckles and Knuckles is like, uh, he says something about like, I can show you to the, where the hedgehog is. And then Eggman says, I can show you the way. Okay. And I was like, no, you did not make it. Do you know Dewey joke, the Ugandan Knuckles thing from a couple years ago? Oh, I didn't even put that together. And I was just like, holy fuck, dude. We This is the start of this movie. We can't have that. Uh, but then it got better from there. So I was, uh, you know. Yeah, Jim. But like Jim Carrey, from what I remember, Jim Carrey's character was kind of rough. You know, Eggman. On the no, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, that was a very specific reference, uh, you know, to throw in there because the Sonic memes and all that. Um, I did, I did like a lot of the jokes in this movie, though. Like, I do think that you and me were the only two people in the theater who have seen Parks and Rec before. I, yeah, I can't believe that no one else, like... I couldn't know. believe it, and it's not like... The theater was mostly full. Yes. And sure, it was a lot of kids, but there were a lot of parents there, and they're apparently parents with bad taste who have never seen Parks and Rec. I think... Can we just establish, like, I walk into the theater, I look at the person who's, who I'm going to be sitting next to, and he brought his Sonic stuffed animal and i was like oh boy this is a big big sonic fan yeah and also i just want to say this Mm -hmm. fucking movie theaters until this time had been putting space on either sides of where you buy tickets so that like you don't have to sit right next to someone because of covid regulations not anymore that's over and that sucks because like then you get weird loud people next to you and that sucks. And you had to sit next to the kid with the, who brought his own Sonic stuff. Yeah. In. yeah. And that sucks. Um, so I, I don't know. Like that I is weird. But also like my thing is if you're picking your seats, why pick it right next to someone else if you don't have to? Well, 
I mean, we did pick like right dead center, I guess, right? We did, but I I was the first person to buy tickets. I under- and it wasn't it was less than a week ago. Uh, yeah, but like it filled up. Like it, I don't know if it was completely full, but I that I don't know if there were a lot of open seats. I guess I'm just saying there was an open seat next to me. Yeah, that's true. But that was just like one seat, right? It was one seat. Yeah. So I don't know. Um. But yeah, anyways, because Ben Schwartz, the guy who plays Sonic, was John Ralphio, one of my favorite characters in Parks and Rec because he's so terrible. Uh, his, <laughs> he's not the, him, him and his sister would do this thing where they sing the worst. And Sonic did that in this movie, and that was incredible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I really liked that. And it's like, wow, Sonic with the Parks and Rec joke. Parks and Rec. And then there was a, a The Rock in Vin Diesel joke. There was. I forgot about that one. <laughs> Fuck. That was another one where I think it was just the two of us. I thought that was so good. I forgot <laughs> about that one. Fuck. Yeah. they. The, what are they talking about? Like, oh, they're like arch nemeses yeah, and they've been fighting for centuries. Yeah, and he goes like The Rock and Vin Diesel. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so good. Um, and then later on, there were some jokes that I was not ready for. Like, as I said to you several times, uh, Jim Carrey just says something is like, this is as useless to me as a backstage to a Limp Biscuit concert. <laughs> and I was like, fucking no child in here knows who Limp Biscuit is. No one. Who is this joke for? <laughs> yeah, that was an odd joke. That was a joke for you and me, yes. I guess. They made a lot of the jokes in this movie for just us. <laughs> because they're not even Sonic jokes. No, no. And then, and then, the ones that specifically felt like for you and I were all the Olive Garden jokes. I know. I can't believe. And what I think is the best part about it is they were Olive Garden jokes that were built off of the back of yes. the previous yes. Olive Garden <laughs> jokes in Sonic 1. How the fuck does that happen? Uh, I love the one where he's just like, ah, just send her a gift card. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh. Oh, okay. So I guess I have to. The basic plot of this movie is Sonic trying to be a hero because he wants to like use his powers for good, uh, and then he like kind of fucks up a city block or whatever. And James Marsden's character says like, "Hey, bud, we can't do that. Like, when it's time to be a hero, your time will come, and you'll know." James Marsden and his wife go to Hawaii to see her sister's wedding. The lady that Sonic, like they tied up in a chair in the first film or whatever. Um, and then Eggman frees himself from the weird mushroom zone. He was in, in the last one meets knuckles. They go to beat up Sonic. Uh, and then Eggman finds out that knuckles is looking for the chaos, the master Emerald, uh, because it's his tribe's right or whatever. And then they team up and fight Sonic and tails. And that's basically the entire plot of the movie. Uh, there, I mean, things happen in between then, but you know, yeah, that's the basic plot. So what I got to talk about is, so there is a large subplot of the sisters, the sister getting married, right? Which I instantly, like not to cut you off, Mm -hmm. I instantly knew something was up because I was like, this guy is like really, really, really good looking. See, I didn't think that. All I could think about was this is the guy from Criminal Minds. Yeah, but like he's like ripped. 
he is ripped, but that I, either way, all I could think about was sure. this is what the Criminal Minds guys got uh, going on. Sonic 2. Well, I bet he made enough money doing Criminal Minds. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, yes. Criminal Minds has been off the air for like one year and they're already bringing it back. Are they really? Yeah. So, uh, you know, he, I think he is returning as well. But um, y- yeah, so like there's that whole thing. But it, it turns out that when Sonic ends up crashing the wedding... They are all gun soldiers, like everybody that's at the wedding, including the husband. And one, I am probably the only person in the theater who knew what gun was Mm -hmm. because I played Sonic Adventure 2 more times than I can count, which is just the like weird task force that is they're basically just like military cops that go against alien threats or whatever. So they said gun. I laughed, Mm -hmm. whatever. Then later one of the gun helicopters was labeled SA dash two on it, which is Sonic adventure two. And I was like, Holy fuck, this is crazy. But anyways, how insane is it for your entire undercover mission to marry someone with the hope that Sonic shows up sometime? Yeah. Like, they don't even... She doesn't even like Sonic because he tied her up. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And then, like, they go through this whole thing. She is mad because her whole wedding was a sham. And then they, like, sort of, like, reconcile a little bit. And then that plot line just disappears and none of those characters ever show up again. And I was just like, "What what happened there? That's bizarre. Yeah, that, that that it was like, what happened? Why is there a weird rom com in the middle of this? Where's Sonic? Well, I was a little surprised at how little James Marsden was in the movie. Really? Yeah, but like, what is he gonna do? I, he was a prominent role in the first one. He was, but he's not gonna do anything. No, I mean, like, but I'm just saying, like, he was he was a prominent character in the first one, and now, like, they've really he really took a step back. Well, yeah, because Tails and Knuckles are there. So, uh, here's another thing: Tails admits that he he first became aware of Sonic in the first movie when he did his weird solo running the bases on the baseball field, sad, uh, and then he had been stalking him ever since. And he Sonic says, you've even been watching me in the shower. And he says, that's a trick question. Sonic the Hedgehog takes bubble baths Mm -hmm. and then Sonic is okay with it. But Tails still pretty much admitted that he was watching Sonic in the bath. Mm -hmm. And everybody was just okay with that. Well, I mean, he's always naked. He is always naked, but that's weird still. I guess, but I'm just like, he's always naked. So like, what's another like, what's like? Why is adding water to the mix like that much weirder, you know? I guess that is true, but I still just like, Tails, don't do that. I, it's creepy. Don't watch your friends bathe. You know? Tails is awkward. You know, he, he's never had a friend before, so he didn't. Know that is true. He's never had a friend. So, yeah, it's true. Now um, he knows not to watch his friends, you know, take bubble baths. That's that's true. Well, Sonic didn't tell him off, so he doesn't know. Oh, that's true. That is true. Yeah. Um, and then you have Knuckles, Idris Elba, not his greatest performance, I don't think. Why do you think they told him to use an American accent? Uh, probably because like everyone else was American. I, don't... I guess, but usually they just let Idris Elba be British. 
And so I don't know if that's why he seemed like he was kind of drunk or if it was because the character Knuckles, they continued to make him dumb as hell in Sonic Boom tradition. I I just assume they were just wanted him to seem really dumb and dry. I He was dumb. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so that uh, that's OK. I mean, like, I like Knuckles. All right. I think Knuckles is cool. He um, is in this movie and he fights Sonic sometimes and is weirdly misunderstood. So this is my biggest plot hole with this movie that I still I can't really grapple with. Most of the time I would just be like, I can let this go because it's like a kid's movie or whatever. The Echidna were fighting Longclaw, the owl tribe, right? right? To, to Because the Longclaws took the Chaos Emerald, the Master Emerald from the Echidna because they became too powerful. And they were like, it was not good. So they had to like police it. Right. right. The day that Sonic lost Longclaw because Longclaw died. And the day that Knuckles lost his dad fighting against Longclaw was the same day. They just like all of a sudden were cool with that. And like, oh, we should protect the Master Emerald now. But like your parents killed each other. And it still seems like you both wanted it for different reasons. So, like, how are we just good with that now? I Well, now, in fairness, you're saying we or they. Like, Sonic was never really, like, he never really was interested in fighting Knuckles anyways. It was just Knuckles that had, like, this weird change. That is true, but, like, it's just one of those things where, like, your parents were not good with each other, and you fought over this thing for centuries, Mm -hmm. So, like, it was never made clear if Knuckles' dad was, like, different than the other echidnas because he, like, told Knuckles, oh, like, the same hero speech, basically, like, oh, your time will come. It is not now. And he wouldn't let him go with them. So was Knuckles' dad, like, a good guy who thought that they should not have the power of the Master Emerald? Or was he just like, no, your time is to kill the Longclaw person and get the Emerald? I I, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. That's just weird to me. It just seems like really weird where it's like we fought for generations and murdered each other. But now it's cool. Chili dogs. I I hear I'm not saying this is a good, but like my interpretation Uh of Knuckles was just like he discovered friendship. He like Sonic saved him. He I mean, he did discover friendship. Sonic saved him, which kind of because like if you remember before that, right before that, when uh, uh dr robotnik egghead uh like stole the the not the the emerald but the the compass yeah he said that was dishonorable well then then knuckles was like sonic went to help tails and not after go after the so like he saw sonic like he chose friendship over you know the Mm -hmm. and, and i think that like stuck with knuckles and then then sonic saved you know knuckles again so I think like Knuckles was like, yo, friendship. No, I get that. I'm just saying, like, oh. I feel like decades of murderous intent. I put like it's, it's, it's you know? decades, but like they didn't even know each other existed until like. Right. I assume they didn't know. Each- they didn't. But the fucking the whole reason that Sonic's whole entire village died was because Knuckles people are like fucking trying to kill them and then he was perpetuating that i guess but like until the friendship they never established sonic as like a vengeful character anyways so no but i i don't know man when you're like the whole your whole thing is like missing your owl mom 
you know i just like i that i i can completely get that with sonic because like sonic it like they've established this character as just being lighthearted and fun and he's like i just can't imagine him like looking for revenge now knuckles did have like a quick turn i i will knuckles had a very quick turn very quick turn but he spent his entire life preparing for this moment and then he's just like i'm good mm-hmm. where sonic yeah, like, he didn't even believe the emerald was real I know. So I thought it was a myth. And I, okay, I'm going to have to nitpick a little bit more of this film. And this is more just like a many personal thing. Sonic is the fastest thing alive. Okay. Why is he walking from place to place so often when he could have just used his super speed? There were multiple moments where I was like, why can't he like, like here was a simple one during that dance battle when the, the dancer had like the paper in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> which I know, like I know, you're thinking about the dance battle, but he could have just run up, grabbed the paper, and left. he could have just run up and grabbed the fucking paper. He's fast, and then you later on, he blows up a fucking robot and is surfing down a mountain. Just run, you fucking asshat! Why are you not running? You're so fast, and then like Tails gets hurt. Just use your super speed, you fucking idiot. Or there were a couple other times which isn't even about super speed sonic and knuckles are both like hella strong and fast they're like fighting each other and knuckles is beating the shit out of sonic tails just hits that motherfucker with a cop car (laughs) and that hurts him but sonic's superhuman strength and speed nah but a cop car that's it i was but there were so many times where it's like he could have just used his super speed to uh, solve so many problems where it's like, oh, we're just like walking here instead of like running. Or why wouldn't Sonic run away on his feet instead of getting in the cop car with tails? I, I that I agree. I'm just like, I, this is weird. Uh, That's weird. But yes, he could have just stolen the fucking map back with his super speed. What is the Russian dance battle guy going to do? He doesn't have super speed. That's all I was thinking the entire time. I was like, why doesn't he just steal it? Just fucking take it back. And yeah, like later on, he's like carrying tails and he's like, we got to get out of here. How can we get out of here? Like run, you idiot. Your super speed. Well, even just like right after tails hit knuckles with the cop car, then they're just in the cop car, and it's like, why don't you just get out and run? Just, just run. run. You're faster than the car. You're faster than everyone on this planet. <laughs> well, maybe not, because at the end of the movie, they were all going the same speed. Sonic, tails, I'd and knuckles. Like to imagine that was just like a light jog for Sonic. Sure, we can say that, but. Uh, sure. I mean, Either way, just fast. fucking run, you idiot! Your your whole thing is that you're fast. Run. Sonic is not the fastest of the three. I'm not saying like they're all fast, but it, like Sonic has to be the fastest in theory. Otherwise, what does he have that the other two don't? Yeah, he can't even glide. Like not like Knuckles. He can't even swim like Knuckles. Well, he well glide is uh, tails. Knuckles just has like even more strength. He's like no Knuckles can glide. He can. That's one of his main things. In yeah. the games? He can't fly. He can glide down. In the games, he's, you mean? Yes. yes, yes. Not, he did it in the movie as well. He did it in the movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh. But no, Tails can fly, yes. So Tails that's, can you fly. Know, that's Tails thing. And he's smart. And, and like Knuckles is just like so much stronger than Sonic, and that's very evident. Yes. So Sonic has to be a little bit faster. Yeah. Other than like otherwise, like he's not the most powerful one of the three. 
I know you would assume that. I don't know, man. Just run. That's my take. Just run. Uh, and yeah, so then they they he becomes supersonic at the end. I don't know. That was cool. Yeah. The, the Emerald was awakened by family, mm-hmm. just like the Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he became supersonic and trashed Eggman. Oh, another weird plot hole. Okay. Eggman gets the Master Emerald. And it makes anything you think of reality. Why did he make his reality stealing metal from tanks and old trains to make a robot? Couldn't you just make the robot? Uh, What do you mean? Like he could have just like thought that robot into existence. He didn't need to steal the metal. I don't know like that like just because you think it doesn't mean you can create something like create it does because that's the power of the master emerald it's limitless energy and possibility and anything you think of becomes reality but like don't you have to create it with something else though well the, the, I don't think the law of equivalent exchange exists for the master okay, emerald. okay you know what but like the other half of that is why didn't he just be like I want Sonic to be dead now and just kill him instead of following him in a slow robot. Can you do that as well? He should have been able to do that. He should that. have made his robot faster. He should have made his robot faster. That was his real downfall. But like he could also just teleport and be anywhere at any time. So he could have just like teleported to Sonic and shot him in the face. So he really fucked up there. Um, yeah. But like this is a kid's movie. This is a kid's movie. But I'm just saying like that seems weird. He could have very easily killed Sonic. But he's also crazy, so maybe he was just trying to have fun with it. He did blow a snot rocket laser at him. Yeah, uh, maybe he was playing with his food a little bit, you know. A little bit. I mean, that's we've all learned that's never a good idea. And then Sonic won. Uh, and uh, my favorite part after that was where Knuckles had the shards of the Master Emerald because apparently the Chaos Emeralds were baked into it or something. Uh, and then when the Master Emerald broke, Sonic used the Chaos Emeralds to become supersonic as is normal. He just releases them into the sky and no one questions where they went. Uh, where did they go? Who knows? Does that matter? I don't know. Knuckles takes the bits of the Master Emerald and then closes his hands around them. And just the Master Emerald is made again. Yeah, he made a, he made a diamond. Yeah, he baked it uh, with, his, in his, with hands. his super strength. Yeah, that was crazy. So good for Knuckles on that also, one. Also, that diamond um, was way bigger than his hands. So, Oh, the yeah, the Master Emerald was way bigger than his hands. And then at the end of the movie, these idiots left it in a cooler. They're going to need to try harder to protect the Master Emerald. They're all kids, right? Sure, but fucking come on. They're, what are we they're doing? doing their best. That's more on James Marsden for not being like, hey. Uh, yes, exactly. Hey, you guys, you guys yeah. kind of forgot something here, so. Yeah, so that, you know, that was something. And then they became friends at the end. They played base of ball. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I saw that clip on uh, YouTube earlier. It was recommended to me to watch the Sonic 2 full baseball clip again. I declined, but I appreciated the offer. Um, and then there was the post credit scene, Matt, mm-hmm. where you're like, will they make a third Sonic movie? The answer is yes. And everyone's favorite hedgehog, Shadow the Hedgehog, will be in it. I don't know how to feel about that. I hope he is so, so edgy. That's what I hope. (sighs) 
Now, it's kind of hard for them to use his original plot from Sonic because Eggman most likely won't be in the next movie because Jim Carrey is retiring from acting. Uh, But also, they would have to really stretch a lot of things because he would have had to, like, know about Sonic in the past because they claimed it was, like, 50 years ago they made Shadow or whatever. So... And it would have to have like Eggman's granddaughter or daughter Maria in it and stuff. And like they didn't establish that at all. So I I will admit, I don't know anything about Sonic. Is Shadow like a villain? Yes. Okay. So that is definitely going to be the next villain. He was created by Eggman to fight Sonic. Okay. But not in this then. I guess not. Because if he's like 50 years old, then. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, and he has the same powers as Sonic. Like, instead of becoming supersonic, he becomes hyper shadow and he's silver instead of gold. Oh, you know what? I was getting shadow mixed up with the were the werehog <laughs> or silver, the hedgehog. Is silver is the werehog? No, oh. silver is a different hedgehog who oh. can go through time. Oh, okay. There's a lot going yeah, on. In sure. Sonic. I, yes, I recognize that. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of games have uh varying in uh yeah so like all all i need from this movie is for shadow to have a very very edgy voice and a gun and it will be the best movie ever let's not get ahead of ourselves oh it's gonna be so funny oh it's gonna be funny yeah um yeah i don't and this movie's done really well at the box office like it's killing it so uh, not it is the number it is the most successful video game movie of all time now really yeah well, i believe so i'm just trying to think of like edgy actors that it would be really funny to play shadow jared leto mm. <laughs> the summer of morbius returns uh i would mm. <laughs> That would be funny, but that would also be very bad. Yes. And by bad, I mean just like terrible. Bad. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I'll have to think about like who I think would be like actually like funny in that role. I don't know. I'm just excited that there will be more CG animal things interspersed with the real actors. Because I think the more there are, the funnier it becomes. Uh, at, at a certain point, I hope there's more of them. Yes. Well, like, so if they do, like, loosely follow the plot of Sonic Adventure 2 with the introduction of Shadow, like, Rouge, in theory, should be there as, like, a secret agent. So, like, I would expect Rouge to be in there as well, but who knows? I mean, it's not going to follow the plot of Sonic Adventure 2, obviously, but, like... I, I think Rouge would be an interesting ad for that as well. So, And like they haven't introduced Amy. Sonic's got to have a love interest, you know? Okay. Hear me out on, on Shadow. Big the Cat. Oh, okay. Jason Statham. Yes. 100%. And then... With his British voice? Yes. Okay, good. And then in the next one, they can somehow get the rock in. And then it would be, uh, yeah. it would be like Hobbs and Shaw. It would be like Hobbs and Shaw. I would accept that. I would want the rock to be uh, Vector the Alligator from Team Chaotix. I, I don't know who that is, but sure. He's a big buff alligator who likes to read comic books. That sounds perfect. 
he's the head of a detective agency. <laughs> How would that fit into the... I don't fucking know. I want all of these things uh, to be in these movies because I just, I need to see how they try to sure. shoehorn everything sure. in. But I, I do agree. Getting back to like serious point. I do think they need to bring a love interest into Sonic. All right. Yeah. Will he pick bros before hoes? The theme of the new Sonic movie. <laughs> just take the really good episode of Sonic boom. <laughs> <laughs> just extrapolate that into an entire movie. Yeah. Um, God, that episode of Sonic Boom where Knuckles tries to give dating yes. advice is so yes. good. They all give terrible dating advice. They're just the worst <laughs> dating advice. Uh, it's a very good episode of Sonic Boom. Um, yeah, I like. I don't have much more to say about this movie. And it's one of those things where it's like the plot is almost like secondary to my enjoyment of it. Like, I just like seeing the characters interact and how, what weird joke they're going to pull out of nowhere for no reason. Even just like little things. Like there's that one puzzle that Sonic does where he's, he's at like some like ancient structure and he has a piece of paper and it's got the symbols and then it has symbols that on like a rotating dial thing. And I'm like, this is such a video game puzzle. Yeah. So it's just like, it's just little things like that that just make you go like, I, I just hear, like just fascinated by like how they adapt like just video games into movies and like. Oh, even like the weird uh, Eggman sidekick Stone, his coffee shop is called Mean Bean, like Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Right, right. Just like shit like that is like the stuff that I notice. And like as a Sonic fan or like someone who has played those games is like, ah, great. You know, it's just, yeah, it's a weird thing. And like all the movie posters they've released have been like recreations of the box art for Sonic two and stuff or like Sonic three and knuckles and like weird, weird things like that. Um, So like they do try for sure to like hit those like video game nostalgia points, but these movies are definitely more for like, kids yes yes uh and as i as we said the jokes do not always hit oh. like eggman did the floss and as I and said, that was rough and i was like that and like nobody laughed no because it wasn't funny uh but like even like we had like kids like some of them were like five six years old in that theater and like even they mm-hmm. laugh like it it was just a five-year-old joke yeah so but <sighs> Kind of sad that that's it for Jim Carrey, but like he's had a great career. So maybe he'll come back. For, he'll come out of retirement for Sonic Three. Just a cameo. No, just the whole. You thing. want him to be in the whole thing again? Yeah, just Eggman again. I think I want him to get fat, mm. so that he is truly shaped like an egg. Mm. Uh, that was another good reference when Stone was looking through his like weird. Eggman clothes catalog. The fat Eggman suit was one of them. Yeah. So that was neat. There was a moment where I was just looking at Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey and like the goggles. And I was just like, how are they staying on his face? Mm, that is a good question. I, I guess I also kind of want to watch Sonic one again, because in my memory of him in the first movie, it was just like they hired him and said, just be Jim Carrey right. in this film. Whereas this one, I felt I mean, he was still doing the Jim Carrey thing a lot in this, but because he was like more psychoed out, 
to, to be like more like a crazy Robotnik man. I think he was like, I don't know. He was more playing a role than just like being himself in this movie. I feel like. Yeah. He definitely felt or seemed more unhinged in this movie. Yeah. But I mean, that'll happen when you're stuck on a planet with only mushrooms for like almost a year. So with no social interaction, he had a rock. He did, which he named stone. And that was actually a kind of okay joke. <laughs> I, the, my problem is like, it was just like, I don't know. The, that was very reminiscent of uh, Castaway. It was. That's true. Also, that Mushroom Planet is the first world you play as Knuckles in Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Mm-hmm. So That makes sense. Weird. That's yeah. Knuckles picks them up. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, that's all I got to say about Sonic 2. I don't know. We'll we'll definitely talk about Sonic 3 when it comes out because, boy. Yeah, I, as I said, I enjoyed my time with it, but you go into it understanding that, like, it's a kid's movie. A lot of the jokes are not going to hit. Mm-hmm. Just kind of accept it for what it is. I mean, but, I mean, I enjoyed my time with it, and that's all that. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed my time with it as well. It was definitely, I, I laughed, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah. And it was good to, like, have the expectation of, oh, I thought the first one was okay. So, like, I wasn't just like, oh, God, is this going to be terrible? It's like, oh, this will be fine. And I I really didn't look into this movie at all. I didn't know really anything. Yeah, I only knew several things about it. Like, I knew that they mentioned Olive Garden because that was my first question to someone who had seen it. Which, that's an important question to ask. It was. I needed to know. Hopefully there's one in every movie. That shows, like, a self-awareness, I think. It does. Yes, it definitely does. Uh, so, but but yeah, I, I guess that's probably it for both of us. Yeah, that's all. That's all I got. So that'll do it for the podcast this week. Um, next week we will do the top ten Star Wars games um, that we were going to do this week. But I mean, it's important to talk about current Sonic movies. Yeah, I, well, I mean, fresh in our minds, we just watched it last night. Um, mm-hmm. I was just like, let's just push that back a week. So, Yeah, I don't want to forget the deep joke nuances. You know? And you had already forgotten about The Rock. And the, the- I can't believe I forgot about that one. That's upsetting. Um, but anyways, yeah, that'll, that'll do it for us this week. Back next week with the Star Wars thing. Uh, as always, the theme operation... <laughs> the theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Excellent chiptune band. You should check them out. And we will be back next week. Peace out.